Oh, here we go. Storm of Vengeance. You definitely don't have that yet. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Uh, because I'm pretty sure that's like a ninth level spell. No, it's only second level. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, man. I'm not super great at this game, but I do know that. Welcome to our podcast, Tales from the Table. Uh, my name's Cloud. I'm the dungeon master and creator of this adventure. And around our virtual table, we have Athanasius, Flower, and Caden. Ooh, Flower's feeling saucy today. Flower. <laughs> Flower. Can I actually pronounce my D? Hey. <laughs> and Caden. <laughs> okay, nice. Caden. Caden. Yeah. Kayden. All right. Caden. And Kevin, say Raya's name. Raya. That's right. All right. Who wants to give a summary of what happened last time? Is anyone capable of giving a summary? I am. I took notes. I feel like it's always you. Mac never does it. Hold on. I don't take notes. I know. Well, maybe you should. Well, to be fair, I didn't actually take notes. My character took notes. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Mac, you get to do it. All right. So last episode, we were like, yo, dog, Virginia, what up? And she's like, I'm not talking to you. So we were asking questions and we're like, hey man, what's going on? And she's like, uh, I'm really scared and uh, I got to meet somebody to give him this orb, but not for the company. And I was like, hmm. And then Raya, that's her name? Yep. Raya's like, yo dog, we need that orb. Go to our safe house. And Athens is like, we're coming with you. And so uh, that's what we did. And we're taking Virginia too, because we want to kill her. And also Virginia is part of a cult. Hey. Raya didn't feel like she needed to mention that, so Caden didn't either. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, so you guys are now uh, inside what basically looks like an old-fashioned uh, but very fancy uh, mansion, for lack of a better word. Uh, you're in a nice, uh, warmly lit room with a... Uh, like oak paneled floors and wall, uh, nice uh, comfy couches to sit on, lots of poofs, uh, lamps, books. Um, and uh, there's a small, uh, nicely carved wooden table with a plate of cookies, some of which are slightly messed up, and a pitcher of lemonade. And uh, Raya is with you, and in uh, through uh, a door, uh, at the one end of the room, uh, have just tumbled two people, a young man with curly red hair and freckles, and a much shorter and uh, older uh, goblin man with uh, white hair and uh, large hairy ears. Uh, and they kind of looked at Raya, and Raya kind of looked at them, and uh, they realized they have a little bit of a problem on their hands because they were only expecting Raya to come back, not for her to bring four people with her. Including a cultist. Yes, I'm I'm not sure they know that quite yet, but uh yeah, including one person who's unconscious, uh tied and gagged. Hi. She deserved it though, to be fair. <laughs> Do you say that part out loud? <laughs> Is you just yeah. like pointing at her? She yep, deserved 100%. it to be fair. Do you have a uh, dungeon in this mansion we could lock her in? Uh, <laughs> or, you know, just a safe room. It is a 
a safe house. Raya? What? Who are these people? And Raya's like, ugh. I told you guys I was going to get in trouble for this. Not our fault. <laughs> it literally yeah, is really, your fault, really, truly though. not our fault. It really, truly is your fault. I told you to kill her. I told you to let me kill her. You still wouldn't let me do that. So here we are now. Hey, Artie. Uh, yeah, these... Oh, God, I don't, I don't know. Uh, what are you guys' names? Uh, Athens steps forward. Uh, my name is Athanasius Argantianus Anguissian. Oh, Lord. You're one of those highborn dragonborn, aren't you? I kind of shoot Raya scowl. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, great. Yeah, just what I need right now. Uh, you, short stack, what's your name? Hey, I represent that. <laughs> you, Yeah, you do represent it. <laughs> she says, smirking. Caden. Caden, okay. And, uh... And I'm Flower. Flower! <laughs> really? Yeah! You're, uh... Okay, I chose wow. it myself. It's a good name. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's who they are, and, uh... What'd you say the lady's name was? Britannia. Yeah. Um, they, uh... Well, I thought they were with her, but, uh, turns out... They were just stooges. She was going to leave him to die, and uh, I got in a little bit of trouble. They helped me out, and uh, I mean, just from my calculations, I wasn't going to be able to kill him and take the stone myself, so here they are. Who knows? Maybe Antonio will like to meet him. I don't know. But uh, we have the stone. Can you, uh, she kind of nudges you, Athanasius, can you uh, hand it over there? Uh, the young man with uh, glasses, freckles, and curly red hair uh, is eagerly looking at you, Athanasius. Uh, he holds out his hand. I uh, make sure that the bag is like tightly cinched, and then I take the gloves off, hand them to him, and hand him the bag. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, but actually, I was trying to shake your hand. Uh, uh, I'm... Oh, oh, apologies. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, I'm Artean Sabinius. Nice to meet you. You uh, you seem like a scholarly type. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could you could say that. What's your specialty? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have just one. Uh, I'm pretty good at inventing things. Uh, you might say. Uh, I'm an arcane uh engineer, tinkerer, uh, artificer. I guess all those things, maybe. Uh, so is, uh, so is Gilbert, and he looks down at the goblin, uh, who is giving all of this situation the shadiest of looks, and, uh, does not extend his hand to shake your hand. Uh, he's just sort of glaring at everybody. Looks a little bit cantankerous. Uh, but Artie is heartily shaking your hand, and does take the, uh, bag containing the anima stone and, uh, hands it to the goblin who takes it and uh, walks out of the room with it. So what do we do now with Virginia? Is there uh, a safe room we can put her in? Boy, uh, I wish I knew. Um, I'm not sure. We have never had a prisoner before. Raya, you know we've never had a prisoner before. Why did you do this? So you usually just murder people. No, I mean, I've never, mur well, mm -hmm. I I've never murdered anybody. That's what I Athen turns to Raya, so you usually just murder people then. Look, 
I've killed a lot of people, but to be honest, this whole thing, like, with them, this is new? So, no, I've never really murdered anybody for them before. I have killed a lot of people. I'm a thief! I told you that before. Stabby stab, it's my thing. Hmm. I mean, don't have thing. to be assassins. Well, In fact, you could I argue am, that though. the best thieves wouldn't be assassins because they never get caught and have no need. You could say that uh, people do pay you a lot of money to kill people sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Artie looks a little bit green. He looks a little bit queasy as she says that. Ah. Uh, no, I've definitely never killed anybody, but she's right. Uh, we're kind of new at this. Uh, well, I guess we could lock her in the kitchen. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, and Rai's like, Artie, no, no, dude. There's there's knives in there and shit. Don't put her there. Uh, how about in the... Uh, you could lock her in the library. And then they sort of start bickering about what room they're going to put her in. Meanwhile, there's a plate of cookies and there's some lemonade and there's an open door. Yeah, they don't seem to be making decisions. I'm just going to slither out the door with Virginia and find a <laughs> good room. Okay. Sure thing. Um, Outside of this room, things are, to put it mildly, a little bit of a mess. Um, you see maybe like five staircases. Some of them are spiral staircases. Some of them go up. Some of them go down. Uh, a whole bunch of them lead just like to walls. Um, there's maybe like 13 doors. Some of them are in the middle of a wall where you can't get to. Some of them are upside down. Uh, <laughs> this house is a big, big mess. Uh, you can probably find one that's open though. Okay, yeah. A pretty bare room, no windows facing out. Yeah. No. Um. In fact, uh, this whole house uh is well lit. You don't have any trouble seeing, but you're um it's all lit with lamps. You don't see any sunlight. Um, you do see uh maybe some like dark, heavy curtains in all the rooms. Okay. What's what's beyond the curtains? I pull them back. Uh, windows. Outside of which is absolutely nothing at all. Oh, good. Maybe we could throw her outside. No, that's murder. <laughs> I think. But seriously, what are we going to do with her? We're going to put her in here for now. If we keep her here, then she could fuck shit up. We can't take her to the company because she outranked us, so they'll just arrest us for mutiny. I mean, they can't really arrest us. They're not a police force, but they could certainly try to kill us. And we'd also definitely not get paid. Take her to any conventional jail, she could probably magic her way out. Like, what What are we going to do with her? Yeah, just out of curiosity, did you guys ever, um... I don't remember you guys ever rolling investigation checks to examine what Virginia had on her. I don't think we did. No, just her lead bag and gloves. Yeah, just what Rhea pulled out, right? Yeah, and she had already taken those out. Pretty much, she because she was gonna go get the stone, and then you guys took the gloves. I remember Flower like batting them away so that she couldn't get them anymore. But yeah, I don't think you guys ever like looked her over. You did tie her up and gag her, but that's it. So would you like to do that? Yes. Okay. Why don't you all roll me investigation checks, or whoever is actually like she's you carrying know. a homing device that compromises the safe house. You don't know, because you didn't check. 15 for Athen. Caden got an 8. 16. 
All right, Flower, I think you do the best here. Um, and I think, I, I like this, I think it's partly because you are very, with your divine sense, you're very tuned into magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as you are uh, going over Virginia and all her stuff, which you brought with, let's see, what do you find? Obviously, she's just wearing her normal Rascal and Associates uniform, um, which is a little different than you guys's because um, she has kind of like a fancy captain's coat, uh, which is nicer than yours. Uh, she's got a long gray cloak. Uh, she's wearing, oh yeah, she's wearing splint mail, uh, which is nice. Uh, she's got a long sword and two short swords and a heavy crossbow and some ammo and a dungeoneering pack, just like you guys's. Uh, and other than that, she doesn't have much except a flower as you are sort of like going over her. I think with your magical sense, you have a weird feeling. You don't sense anything magical. You sense almost like a little gap, a little gap in the fabric of what you can sense, almost like a tiny little anti-magic field. And uh, I think uh, when you sense that, uh, you realize that Vertinia is wearing a ring. Oh. It's not a wedding ring. It's it's not on her uh, ring finger. Well, I take that off. Okay, yeah. As you hold it in your hand, you can definitely feel uh, that, yeah, it feels like a little hole in the universe. Or not in the universe, but in the universe of what you can feel. Um, it's just a little hole. So, yeah, you take this ring off. Uh, it's made of black metal. Uh, you don't see any designs. As you sort of turn it around in your hand, though, um, you can tell that the outside sort of pops off. Um, and when you do that, there's sort of an inner ring that falls out. Uh, and you realize that that sort of hole in things that you were feeling uh, was in this it was created by this protective outer case uh, that was around the ring. That is uh, this just very uh, small outer layer that was lined with lead, uh, concealing what was on the inside, which is a uh, ring of, again, of dark metal uh, carved with runes. Uh, That is definitely magical. We got ourselves a magic ring. We should probably take this to the guy, or... I guess one of you can take a gander at what sort of magic is in it, right? Looks like it's got some runes on it. Athens, you want to take a look? Yeah, I can certainly try. Okay, uh, these runes are in a language, Athanasius, that you cannot read. Can I use my linguist feat? Oh, yes, you can. It's not a feat. It's well, a, not a your, feat, but a It's your background. background feature. So, I'm not sure if I've used this yet. Um, you haven't. So, I'm going to read it out in full for the audience here. Uh, feature language learner. When I encounter a piece of text written a language that I can't read, I usually have an idea what language it is and where to find information on that language and the people who speak it and write it. Okay. Um, you have not seen too much like this before. Um, and you, which is impressive because you've seen a lot of languages, you've seen examples of pretty much every language that is spoken by living people in, you know, uh, the more populated parts of the empire. 
Uh, so all the forms of dwarvish and elvish and, you know, draconic and all the different things that are spoken. There are probably some obscure dialects of, like, lizard folk spoken in the Hockery Basin that you've never seen before. But uh, you, this doesn't look like that. Um, this looks like more like draconic than anything else. Um, and there are several forms of draconic. There are the forms that are spoken, and then there's sort of classical draconic, which is more of a dead language, but it's still written and used uh, specifically in uh, writing and formulating spells quite a bit. This looks like that, but as if someone has corrupted it uh, slightly into something different and new that you've never seen before. Did it say you, you know where to find information about it? Yeah. And where to find people who speak it if it's spoken. Well, hmm. with that information, you definitely wish that you were back in the university's libraries where you studied, because you're sure you could have found a book in there somewhere that would have helped you. Sadly, that library was destroyed by the Calamity, so you're pretty sure you can't go back there. I, uh, I run back out into the, the common area where I cannot think of the name of the other scholarly fellow. Artie? Artie? Yeah, Artie for short. Uh, he told you his full name was Artean Sabinius. Okay, so I run back out into the common room where Artie is. Um, am I? Yeah, you, you said library, right? You have a library, yes? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, uh, where'd you guys go? Oh, God, you guys went somewhere. Where'd you go? <laughs> I just kind of like do the like finger over the shoulder thing like back there. Okay, well, watch out for the staircases, because sometimes some of them like to buck you off, uh, and also some of the doors just lead into nothingness. So, you know, be careful before you open one of them. Gotcha. Does this library of yours happen to have any books on languages? I only have a couple on me. Uh, yeah. I, it's a really good library. I mean, it was Gilbert's uh, to begin with, and he was an eminent scholar. Uh, there's probably a lot more books on engineering than languages, but he was a well-read guy. If you go out uh, and you go down the third staircase, I think this morning I found the library in the uh, fourth door on the left. I wandered in there on mistake trying to find the bathroom. Athen just kind of gives him a blank stare. Yeah, I mean, this house, uh, Gallimoffrey, it changes around a lot. Um, it got kind of messed up. Actually, it was my fault. Did you um, just say Gallifrey? No, I did not say Gallifrey. <laughs> I said Gallimoffrey, which is a real word. It is. Look it up. Mm -hmm. No, it is. It's a real word. I found it in the dictionary. It means soup. <laughs> it does mean soup. Anyway, he pointed you towards the library, though. He said it was down the third staircase, and this morning he found the library in the fourth door on the left. Okay, I'm... I'm going to go try to find the library in the house that's always changing. Yep. Sure enough, it's right there. Yeah, I've taken all of Virginia's armor and stuff off and close. Can we can say lock the door from the outside. Uh, yeah, uh, you can at least close the door and maybe drag something so that you won't get uh, interrupted. Yeah, put like a, oh, I'm outside it too. Oh, 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 okay. Um, what did we lock her in? Closet? Uh, just a there was, small room. There was a room. It maybe looked like another sort of like sitting room, study, maybe. something like that. Yeah, it had maybe like some more couches and 
st- you know books and stuff in it. I don't think we should nook. be leaving her alone. But I really want to check out this cool place. I I guess I'll I'll keep an eye on her then. Okay. Um, if you see anyone come by, you know, just ask him for a key. Maybe you can, you know, close this up nice and tight. Yeah, but if she wakes up, she's got magic. Uh, maybe there's something. This is this is the problem I was talking about. We can't just lock her up somewhere because she can magic her way out. Well, there's the the lead seem to stop magic. Maybe we can get like a lead thing that'll stop her magic. <laughs> like a blank, like a bag. You just put her in like a lead sleeping bag <laughs> with like a yeah. little air hole. Uh, fine. I write in big crayon on the door. Prisoner inside. <laughs> caution. Please take caution. <laughs> She, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm just gonna go in there. Like somebody's got to be watching her. We can't just lock her inside somewhere. Otherwise, she could, I don't know, prepare herself for killing us. True. I'm. I'm assuming, Flower. You said that you took all her stuff, right? Yeah. So, Caden, you're gonna stay in the room with her. Yeah. I mean, nobody okay. else will. And Flower's gonna write in crayon, "Prisoner inside. Please take caution." On the yeah, outside. and then head around and see if I can find anything useful. You know, I want to explore. Maybe find the kitchen. You know, meet people. Okay, let's cut back to Athanasius for just a second. Uh, Athen, you are in the library. Um, it is a very, a uh, very nice private library. Obviously, it's not as big as like the library at the university, not by a long shot, but it's pretty nice. Uh, quite a few. Uh, very well-kept books, nice tables and comfy chairs for reading. Uh, would you uh, like to make some sort of uh, investigation check? Sure. What do you think? History? Um, no, I was just thinking like an investigation check to see if you can find a book that would help you. Oh, okay. Like you're in a library with hundreds of books. You're quickly scanning volumes to You'd see You'd hope if that it would be like fairly simple to find I mean, assuming it's a well-organized library, like the section that has all of the linguistics books in it. Uh, yeah, although keep in mind, these are like old-timey books, so like they might not have the titles written on the spines or like, you know, that sort of thing. It, it might be a little harder than if you were just like walking into the, like the local library where we live, like with the Dewey Decimal System and everything. It It is a well-organized library, but I, I think it's maybe still a bit of a challenge to figure things out. Okay. 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good role. You're good at figuring libraries out. You are right at home in one. Who'd have fucking thought? Yeah, there are some books on languages. Not a lot. Um, Actually, oh, this is interesting. I like this. Okay. Yeah, you're actually over in the section with the language books and you're kind of pulling them off the shelf one by one and it's like... Uh, history of the divergence of the dwarven dialects of the Orient and Argentine peaks. And you're like, nope, not that one. And you're like, uh, oh, uh, a journey among the, a uh, journey among the tieflings of Southern Saloon, uh, like, you know, uh, gnomish, you know, a history or whatever. And like, you're just like kind of pulling them off, putting them back and like, no, no, no. And I've, you know, seen all these already, not what I need. And out of the corner of your eye, uh, you notice that there's kind of like a small table, again, like with a nice soft chair next to it, like kind of little reading nook. And there's actually a book open on that table, and there's writing in it that uh, looks like what you're looking for, actually. When you walk over and uh, you sort of 
page through that book, look at the cover and the title page and everything. This actually looks a lot more like a diary than like a published book. It looks, you still can't read it, but I think maybe because of its similarity to Draconic, you're able to get maybe just kind of the slightest idea as you're paging through uh, that this is some some person's research notes or memoranda of some sort, maybe slightly along the lines of a diary, uh, you're not sure. And there are definitely arcane drawings uh, inside of various symbols, uh, maybe uh, working out the theory for different spell patterns, things like that. Okay, and using this, I can try to translate the ring. Oh, it'll take you a while, though. Like, learning a new language, unless you co use Comprehend Languages on it, is going to take you a long time. Well, yeah, but it's also what I do. It is what you do, yes, but uh, it you can't do it, like, right now this second. Uh, if you took the book with you, though... Okay, I grabbed the book. All right. Flower, as uh, you are... Wa uh, not walking, slithering, making your way... Uh, down the hall uh, with all these crazy staircases and everything, uh, you see from a lower floor uh, a door opens and a woman comes out. Uh, she is a young human woman with dark skin and uh, elaborately braided dark black hair. Uh, and you notice immediately um, the dark skin is a bit of a giveaway too, um, but she's also dressed in uh, like definitely a very loose uh, flowing style. Um, so she definitely looks like she's from Soloon. And uh, you also notice uh, conspicuously uh, her both hands and uh, her arms, one up to the elbow and the other pretty much all the way up to the shoulder are uh, completely wrapped up in strips of cloth, uh, almost like bandages, although you don't see any blood or anything like that. Uh, she looks at you and her eyes uh, widen in surprise a little bit uh, because she was not expecting to uh, see a stranger here. I think she says, uh, hello. Hey there. Uh, I'm a little new to the place. Uh, who are you? Uh, my name's Antonia. Uh, who are you and how did you get here? I'm Flower and I came back with Raya. Interesting. Oh yeah, I think I hear her. And sure enough, uh, yeah, uh, she and Artie are now yelling at each other, so you can <laughs> definitely hear their voices. She walks up to where you are, uh, kind of, uh, looks you up and down and says... Doesn't sound like they're very happy. I don't suppose you actually managed to retrieve the Anima Stone? Oh, we sure did. I believe Artie's got it right now. It's it's all safe in a lead bag and everything. We also have a prisoner, which is complicating things. Do you know if we have any anti-magical devices we could use to keep her from doing her nasty mind stuff that she's been trying to do? Prisoner. That would explain the shouting. Uh, hmm. Well, we've never had a prisoner before. Well, it's uh, better that than a dead body, if you ask me. <laughs> morally, perhaps. Uh, but in terms of logistics, definitely not. Um, hmm. Well, I don't have any anti-magic devices, but we can definitely ask Gilbert. 
and Artean might be able to whip something up. You have the stone, though. That, that's excellent news. I bet you have a lot of questions. Yeah, I kind of want to get them answered as a group. There, Oh, there, there are more of us as well. Um, oh, really? We've kind of, we're all over the place now. But yeah, once we're grouped back up, yeah, we'd love to know what you're going to do with the stone, among other things, I'm sure. Well, that can probably be arranged. Uh, <laughs> do you know where your friends went? It's a little bit risky to wander off in here. Uh, I point up at the big red prisoner door, and I'm ah. like, and Athens went to the library. Athens, at this point, have you come out of the library? Yeah, I tried to find my way back up to the room we had entered into. Okay, yeah, it's it's not too hard. You you know where you came from, and uh, I think uh, Raya and Artean uh, come out from the room that they were yelling in as well. Uh, they both look a little red in the face and huffy. Uh, and see Antonia standing there talking to you, Flower. Um, and see Athanasius come out of the library, and I think uh, Antonia says, "I think we should all." Go somewhere and have a nice cup of tea. Absolutely. That sounds so good. You hear that, Caden? Tea! It's funny, because I was just thinking, I was in the, I'm in the prisoner room, and I was thinking when, if somebody were to come in, they would see me just sitting there with my tea set out, just drinking tea and just staring at her. (laughs) Uh, Antonia, uh, I think, is smiling and says, in fact, I think I hear a kettle on already. She knocks on the prisoner door. Uh, not sure what your name is. Uh, would you mind coming out? All right. I take my cup of tea, or my my thermos of tea with me, but I leave the tea set on the ground. I imagine he was sitting cross-legged, just watching her. (laughs) Cross-legged, started a fire, made tea. Cannot emphasize enough that you, you 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 didn't have tea already, so you started a fire. You like ripped up some books in a in a house that's not yours to make tea. <laughs> we get very comfortable in places, apparently. I will say though, this is I was describing this as like a fancy like mansion, so it definitely had a fireplace. So that's definitely. fine. You didn't just start a fire on the yeah. floor. Definitely okay. fireplace. Yeah, definitely fireplace. So it's all cool. On okay. top of her tea. Oh, wait, what did you, did you say you lit Virginia on fire? <laughs> yes, that's what I implied. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, um, excellent. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Caden has been uh, threatening harm against Virginia even before she uh, uh, did a dick move and d- betrayed you guys, so <laughs> nothing new. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, and if you follow her, uh, Antonia will lead you guys all uh, down to the room she came out of. Uh, which, uh, turns out to be just sort of, like, a really nice, uh, sort of, like, sitting room sort of type deal. Uh, the floor, um, has been, uh, laid bare a little bit. Um, like, there looks like maybe there was carpet at one point, but, um, it got, uh, it was ripped up. Um, and some stuff has been, like, shoved over into a corner to, to, like, make some room. Um, and there's cushions on the floor instead. And Flower, uh, interestingly enough, uh, you see that there's a little door that leads off of this room into what looks like a kitchen. Ooh. Is somebody yeah. watching Virginia? Not at the moment. Uh, but Antonia doesn't look 
too worried. Let's say that she, um, as you guys uh, left, uh, she locked the door uh, to the room. Uh, that doesn't make Caden feel better. Look, she's got magic. Caden's just like, as soon as she wakes up, she's going to start doing things. That's that's Caden's mindset. She could. I mean, you don't know that she won't. We should probably have somebody watch the hostage prisoner. Hmm. Raya, would you... Yeah, would you mind uh, keeping keeping an eye on her? I vote not, Raya. Raya glares daggers at you. Who's gonna keep an eye on Raya? Yeah, if Raya watches the prisoner, the prisoner's gonna be dead. Raya, I suppose, uh, for the sake of um, Amity for right now, don't kill the prisoner? Raya kind of rolls her eyes. Uh, but um, she, as a gesture of good faith... Uh, takes off uh, the about 12 daggers she had stashed all over her person. It's kind of like that scene from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3 where, like, she starts pulling them out of, like, uh, like her pants and her shoes and, like, probably I mean, out of her butt, too. You don't have to <laughs> take off your weapons. You'll probably want them in case she wakes up and starts magicking everywhere. You know that I can magic stuff, too, right? Oh, no, I didn't. Bro, she tried to light me on fire. She nearly killed Virginia with, oh, that's right, he was blind. Yeah. <laughs> forever. I was blind forever. He might still be blind, we're not sure. She still tried to light me on fire, though. You can't just make a campfire do that shit. Actually, I can just make a campfire do that shit, Silver Boy. Okay, 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 yeah, but not without magic. Right. I'm I'm good right. with fire. Well, she's Fire's got, my specialty. She's got magic anyway, I don't see what moving the knives will do. Raya shrugs. She dumps the rest of the knives on the floor and, <laughs> and she walks off. I mean, all right. She just wanna. There's no right. pleasing you people. She yells over her shoulder. I didn't ask you to disarm. Thank you, Raya. It's fine. Don't touch my knives. They're my favorite things. I'm already touching them. <laughs> yeah. Kaden's <laughs> not touching them for the record. He just said that. Flower like has four in each of his hands and it's <laughs> just like he just starts chucking him at the wall, practicing dagger throwing. You said this is like a sitting area, right? Yeah, it looks like most everything's been pushed up against the wall, though, and now there's cushions for people to sit on the floor. Uh, and, and in fact, Antonia has uh, seated herself on one of those cushions. Looks like is maybe that's like how she prefers to do things. A table anywhere that I yeah. can set my books out on. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, I immediately set out the book I took from the library and my notebook and start working on learning the language. I'm only like half paying attention to the conversation that's going on. I figure that Flower and Caden will fill me in if it's important. Antonia looks at you as you start writing notes. I'm sorry, I... Where are my manners? I don't think we've really been properly introduced. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you said she looked at Athens, and so I'm just imagining Athens sitting there with his back turned to her, and she's just talking. Oh, to definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. My name is Antonia. Nice to meet you. She doesn't extend her hands, though. Uh, notably, um, she just sort of nods towards you politely. So Athen is in like his. How do I put this? So he has a lot of like manners and formality built into how he normally introduces himself to a person just because of how he was raised. When he's really doing something he's passionate about, which in this case is trying to learn a new language, that all kind of drops. 
So he's like, yeah, my full name is too long to say right now. You can call me Athen. Very well, Athen. Yep, she's just going to leave you be. She sees you uh, engrossed in what you're doing. And um, she's actually quite used to dealing with uh, scholarly people. Uh, she turns uh, and looks at Caden. Uh, I'm Caden. Caden, uh, pleased to meet you. I extend my hand. She nods towards you as well. Uh, forgive me. Uh, my hands are a bit fragile at the moment, so I I can't really shake. Uh, oh, that's but fine. I'm very pleased to meet you. Uh, I'm curious to hear the story of how you got here, but I trust Raya. So if she brought you, then I trust you too. Especially since you very loudly. <laughs> Antonia chuckles. Yes, Rai is a little bit uh, prickly, I suppose, but um, she's very trustworthy. I, <laughs> I, I can tell uh, you are not fond of violence. Uh, she's not as violent as she likes to uh, make herself seem. Um, did she say she tried to light you on fire? I do apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to sleep. She tried to make our campfire kill me. Caden's sitting on the cushion, by the way. He's on the floor. Okay. Yeah, Antonia sits uh, sits back down on one as well, um, and sort of gestures for Flower to make himself comfortable. Oh, yeah, uh, she was going to get tea. Uh, actually, maybe she remembers that, And uh, but then she, she looks at Caden. Caden, uh, do you have a teapot full of tea? No, it's in Virginia's room. Oh, you just left it there? Yeah. Even Caden didn't know what to expect when someone knocked on the door. <laughs> We're having a tea dilemma. All right. Uh, actually, uh, she will uh, quickly slip into the kitchen and uh, put a kettle on in there and get some cups uh, so that you guys have something to drink while you talk. I'm going to attempt to make more cookies just with my mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, exactly what do you do? Just I think about just, cookies? Yeah, think about like these delicious... like. They were kind of like pork rolls, but drizzled in chocolate that I had growing up. And yeah, I just visualize those as hard as I can. Oh, nice. Um, Were these uh, sort of like a dish from Relish? Yeah. Like a, ser- a serpent folk thing? Okay. <laughs> so uh, you sort of see the, mm, yeah, we'll just say the air in front of you on the floor sort of uh, bubble and twist around a little bit. And all of a sudden with a... Uh, you see there's a really nice uh, sort of like gilded platter. Very beautiful. Um, and on top of it are a bunch of uh, sort of half done pork chops. Uh, and there is like some brown stuff over the top, but you're not sure it's chocolate. Well, I'm going to see what it is. I bite into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it definitely tastes a little like chocolate. Uh, but also maybe like it has some strong spices in it. Oh, well, this is interesting. If you guys want to try, <laughs> it's a pork chop with a chocolate-like substance on top. It's a really spicy chocolate on top. It's pretty. It's pretty spicy. Also, um, the pork chops. Some of them look a little suspect. I think I'll pass on the chocolate spicy pork chop. <laughs> Well, I'm going to eat them. I'll, I'll be here. 
I think I forgot that Artie was supposed to be in the room, too. Uh, I imagine Caden has, like, little biscuits that he usually has with his tea. Like, little, <laughs> just, like, little just, like, pieces of, like, hard bread or something that okay. that don't, that, that preserve well. Sure. And so he pulls a small one out and crunches on it. Okay. Uh, I think, uh... Maybe Artie stepped out for a second. Sorry, the dungeon master forgot he was there. And when he steps, he when he steps back in, it's like, it's like we're talking to the other lady, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go make tea now," and just leaves us there. All of a sudden, he just Artie pops back into existence, and uh, uh, he looks at the pork chops and uh, chuckles a little bit. Uh yeah. Sometimes the food. Uh, it doesn't turn out quite right. You might not want to eat those. I don't know if those are healthy. Um, there is a kitchen over there. We can make dinner later, or try to, at least. I'm not much of a cook. Well, I can do some of that. I love cooking. Do you really? Yeah, it's like my favorite thing. Oh, do you want, do you want to stay here? Uh, I've got some money. We can pay you. Oh, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, wow. I will be the cook. I can also heal things, so can really Athens over there. Oh, wow. I can't. Wow. Healing. And Caden can make rain if you have gardens to grow stuff. Uh, well, there is a conservatory. That's got some plants. Yeah, there we go. Oh, wow. This is amazing. All right, just put us on the payroll. <laughs> uh, he's delighted uh, because usually the food here sucks because no one can cook. Uh, I think, uh, at this point, Antonia's back with some tea, which she, uh, hands each of you a cup, and, uh, Artie sits himself down on the ground. Antonia, uh, looks at you and says, Well, I don't know exactly what happened and how you got here, apart from Raya apparently, uh, lighting you on fire a little bit. Doesn't look like you came to too much harm, though. Uh. She also flash-bombed me. Artie's eyes light up at that. Oh, uh, did it did it work? Did it go off properly? Uh, that was one of mine. Uh, Athen just kind of glares at him. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Antonia is like, tell me, how much do you know about the object you just retrieved? And why were you seeking it? It's the Anima Stone. It's incredibly powerful. It's a source of massive wild magic. That nearly blinded me when I tried to sort of understand it deeper. And I think the company we got hired for just wanted to sell it because it's a massive energy source. Yeah, we were after it because we got hired to get it. It's kind of as simple as that, honestly. So you're uh, mercenaries? The, the, the prisoner was like our leader, like our captain. Ah. We didn't know she was going well she like tried to betray us and was gonna steal it for herself rather than for the people that hired us and so she we we subdued her athens snorts and says well you were blind but the rest okay of us you her. guys subdued her fine just bring that up you hit her with that lightning kid's pouting now because <laughs> he wasn't happy with his own performance during that and so no, Athens, you did great. Athens I'm kinda very proud of you. Kicked him while he was down. He kind of like shut his trap. Now he's like, fine. You're gonna be like that. Well, however it happened, I'm certainly very grateful 
uh, that you helped bring the Animus Stone here. I'm sure if you were betrayed, uh, you're probably not too eager to trust me or any of the rest of us either. Let me assure you, though, uh, the stone needs to be somewhere safe, and I can't think of anywhere really safer uh, than here. Which, as you've probably guessed by now, isn't really anywhere? Uh, we're not exactly quite sure exactly what happened or how, but uh, we speculate that this house, uh, which we call Gallimaufry now, uh, Gilbert's a little fond of that word. Uh, apparently it's a kind of soup he liked having growing up with lots of things all jumbled together in it. Anyway, it appears to be in some sort of extra-dimensional bubble. So, hard to find, and hard to get to. This artifact that you retrieved, um, you're right, it's extremely powerful. Um, not only is it a source of magical energy, uh, it doesn't really generate that energy itself. It draws in magical energy from the environment, and sort of amplifies it. And the main thing that it's good at, actually, is then transmitting that energy to other things. Uh, which is what I believe it was doing uh, in the place you just came from. No? I mean, it was making everything fly. Yes, precisely. Well, <laughs> this is kind of a long story. I don't really know a better way to tell it except to just say, we want this stone for two reasons. One, to keep other people from having it. Uh, there are some people who want it to use it to cause even greater harm to the world. And second, we want it in order to prevent another bad thing from happening. I guess maybe the best place to start is just by asking, exactly how much do you know about the Exalted? I kind of look up. I do know a bit about the Exalted. The Exalted, they were obviously the ultimate political rulers of our empire, um, the heads of all the arms of the military, the priesthood, everything, uh, all the power flowed back to them. Very few people knew this, but they were, each and every one of them, part of a living, breathing, ancient spell, as old as the empire itself. It's a little hard to explain. Maybe the best way of putting it is that this whole world, Spira, is the whole thing is suffused with magic. But in this part of Spira in particular, this continent of Venice, uh, the magic is chaotic and unpredictable and very destructive. In ancient times, there was constant upheaval. The mortals who lived here suffered without end uh, in the time of ages past, the time of myths before the Empire's founding. And that is why, in the beginning, the very first Seven Exalted, with Alu's aid, of course, worked an enormously complex and powerful spell. They called it a binding, and they bound a Venice's wild magic using their own flesh and bones and the soil on which they stood, the soil on which they later founded the capital city of Almeria. When they did this, 
they managed to tame the magic here. Uh, it became calmer and more stable because seven mages worked the spell. Magic has been neatly divided into seven branches ever since. Athen, under his breath, says eight. Make a perception check. Uh, 22. Hot damn. Poor Cloud can't get away with anything. I can't get away with fucking shit, and especially with my brother, of course. When you say that, you see just the smallest flicker of something like fear pass across her face. Do we know already that he does necromancy stuff? I've been throwing yes. out toll the bell left and right, so I imagine you <laughs> yeah, figured he, out he's something. He's been tolling yeah. them dead. He's been doing path to the grave. He's been, I mean, I, I will say, I, I will say, nothing he's been doing has been like, he hasn't like straight up walked over to somebody and like sucked the life force right out of them or like touched a skeleton and like made it do a little jig. Yeah, he hasn't done anything evil with his necromancy. Um, he's just made people a little afraid of their mortality and helped some people die. But, um, you know, that's no more than the rest of you have. <laughs> Hel- and also helping people die. Good Is that how we say it these people days? that are almost dead. Yeah, but that uh, healing magic has never been taboo. Um, normally, uh, you know, clerics and uh, priests uh, of Alu... Uh, were the ones who would perform healing spells. Resurrection, Um, on the other hand. No, never that. Yeah, I was going to say, they've possibly noticed that my healing gets much stronger as they get closer to being dead. True, although you have never brought anyone back to life, just back to consciousness. There's a difference. Um, And I will say, Athanasius never did tell anyone what he saw in the uh, buried chamber where he found the armband. Only he knows about that. So you guys don't necessarily know that he sees dead people either. So can, can So I, I, I'm assuming we're leading up to the point where the calamity is where the spell failed? Yes. Uh, we are not sure whether something killed all seven exalted and that. Well, it didn't entirely break the spell, but it, it, it damaged it. Or whether... Something damaged the binding, and then the explosive eruption of energy just killed them because they were at the epicenter. Uh, It's a little hard to determine what was the cause and what was the effect there. Uh, But yes, something damaged the binding. And just like when a dam holds a river back and then it breaks, all that energy flowed out all at once. The silver lining is that the binding is not entirely broken. Not yet, just destabilized. If it ever does break entirely, that's going to be very bad indeed. And in fact, that is the whole point of this. She gestures to the house. uh, To us being here, to trying to retrieve the Anima Stone, all of it. Basically, somebody uh, and... Uh, I'm trying, and Artean here is trying too, and so is Raya, no matter what you think of her, and Gilbert, and uh, a handful of other people as well, uh, who know this information, desperately trying to assemble everything we need to redo the binding 
uh, re-strengthen it and put it back in place to prevent uh, any further deterioration, which unfortunately, if that were to happen, might cause devastation even greater than what's already happened. In fact, it could be something like a calamity that goes on for centuries. That's bad. Fortunately, the Anima Stone, that's a great step in the right direction. Not many people knew this. I was at the university myself. I was a scholar there. Uh, that's how I know this information. In fact, I was, I was close, close with someone there, uh, with a friend. Um, she wasn't supposed to tell me the things that she did, but she did uh, before she was killed. And so I know what very few other people did, pretty much just the exalted themselves, which is how power was transferred from one to another. That's why a new exalted was always chosen before the old one died. Uh, before uh, the old exalted could die, a spell of transference was performed to transfer that mage's power uh, into the next uh, chosen successor so that the line of seven uh, mages was never broken and the binding never destabilized. Unfortunately, since all seven were killed in the calamity, their, their magic, that essence that would have been transferred peacefully and smoothly in that spell, those have all been scattered. Uh, they're not gone. That magic, as long as the binding is still in effect, which it is, that magic is still bound into seven, seven pieces. Um, and each piece has probably, as far as we can guess, taken up residence in a new person, a new exalted, except that those people probably aren't aware of what's happened. If they are aware, well, they're going to be a lot easier to find, which is both good and a little bit bad. Good for us if we can get to them first. Bad if our enemies get there first. I don't know much about, uh, you said you were working for a company, but this other, yeah, this woman... Yeah, where does this cult that Raya mentioned come into things? Yes, uh, cult, we sort of call them that. That's not what they call themselves, of course. You'd be pretty silly to be in a cult if that's what you thought it was, wouldn't you? They call themselves the Reverend. As far as we can tell, they are trying to find these people too. Except that what they want to do is take their magic and transfer it from seven people into one person. That would be bad. I think for obvious reasons, you know supervillain shit, that sort of thing. Yes, agreed, for sure. That person, we've heard the term ever-living, whoever they are. The aggrandizing title itself, you know, doesn't speak very highly of their character, I don't think. And if you're not fond of murder, their methods so far have also been, mm, let's just say- Murderous. Quite, quite brutal, yeah. Yeah, uh, not nice. Yeah, Virtinia was certainly, um, well, how do we put it? She tried to kill Raya on sight, basically. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, if she was trying to get the stone to deliver it to the cult, then 
that was do or die for her. Uh, she would have seen Raya as an immediate threat. Uh, to be fair, it sounds like Raya saw you as a threat, too. She knew that the cult was after the stone and it was a race. So I do apologize if she did you any harm. She probably thought that you were in on it, too. Yes, I imagine so. I know we've only just met, and this is probably a lot to take in, but um, we are desperately trying to find these seven people scattered wherever they are, not only to protect them, but also if we can get them back to Almeria, what's left of it, where it once stood, if we can redo the binding using the power of the Anima Stone, which, thank heaven, we have, thanks to you, then we might be able to maybe not undo all the damage that was done, but at least stabilize things again, keep things from getting worse, make things so that going forward we can pick up the pieces, put things back together. I know it, it doesn't pay for all the hurt that was done, but it's a better future than either of the alternatives I can see. What have you been doing to search for the Seven? Well, when I was a scholar, my area of speciality was divination magic. I don't have exactly the same powers that I used to have before, but uh, I can still do quite a bit, considering. And she smiles a little bit. I've mostly been looking for clues and hints and trying to uh, bring together as many useful people as possible, listening to see if we hear anything unusual. Any one of these individuals, uh, if they have this kind of power, they'll be conspicuous. Uh, power like that is hard to hide. I don't doubt we will hear rumors of strange things happening eventually. And when we do, then we try to get there first. And what happens if one of them die? Well, if one of them dies, then the power will simply go find a new host and we have to start looking all over again. Hopefully that won't happen. But if it does, it does. We'll just have to keep going. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> it certainly is a challenge. I, I don't know anything about your past lives or your present circumstances, but we don't have a lot of gold here, or I would give it to you. You've just given us a priceless treasure. What I can say, though, is that this house has a lot of strange powers of its own, and you're free to have anything you want that you find here, uh, apart from the stone. Please don't take that. I looked out at Raya's daggers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, as long as it doesn't already belong to one of us, it's yours. Take it. Artie uh, looks around at you too and says, you know, I don't, I don't know you guys very well, but, you know, I'm, I'm a dab hand at inventing stuff. Uh, if you guys ever had any ideas for cool stuff you wanted, uh, I mean, um, I'd have to get the components, but I'd certainly be happy to try to help you out. Ooh, what about something to suppress Virginia's magic? Ooh, huh. Yeah, I might be able to whip something up. Uh, I've definitely got lead. That's probably a good idea, too. I really liked, uh, Raya's, uh, bracers. Oh, 
Her cuffs! Yes! Or, uh, some, like, really quiet shoes, maybe? Oh. Oh, I've never done shoes. One or the other? Huh. I'll need your measurements, though. And he, he's, yeah, he takes fine. out a notebook and he starts jotting stuff down, like little ideas, and uh, he whips out, a, like, a, uh, one of those tape measures and starts measuring your feet. And uh, Kaden, like, pulls out the, uh, the dagger, and he's like, uh, I don't know if you could use this, maybe sell or something to help improve that. I wouldn't mind sacrificing it. You get what I'm trying to do here. Be like, I don't really care about this dagger, but if you want to give me something awesome. Yeah. So here's, here's the deal. Here's what's going on here in a sort of, like, out-of-character perspective. Artean is really good at making and inventing stuff. So as this campaign goes along, uh, hopefully this won't be the last you see of him. Uh, I doubt it. If you see him again, uh, you'll have to like bring him, you know, components for things, probably. Um, he might tell you he needs a particular thing or he needs this amount of money or he needs a pair of boots or, you know, something like that. He'll tell you what he needs to make the thing you want. Um, and I will obviously set the price pretty high if you're like i want a you know sword that's on fire but also it like eats people's souls and <laughs> it you know can also turn into like a hoverboard like obviously that's <laughs> you know right right so like, what i was trying to do is i was trying to say like you can have this magic dagger and if you know it'll sell it to help make the boots or if you know you can use it some other way yeah know. yeah that could definitely be uh, a thing that works um he can definitely take magic items you have that you don't want maybe break them down for their components and then use those to uh go towards fashioning something else and we can sort of work on on what it would take um and what exactly kind of boots you would like uh or if you would like cuffs uh like raya has and how much that would cost and what exactly he might need in order to be able to do that yeah i was just thinking like stealthy items because i feel like if if there's you know besides magic right besides being a sorcerer there's probably one area i could really shine in the group it's the stealth stuff because i don't imagine Ooh. athens and flower have very high uh stealth scores okay interesting all right yeah um so the thing about that too is he it's gonna take him time uh you probably won't get those right away uh but here is what you can do so I would like each of you to roll me percentage dice. Storm dice. They're busting out. All right. And I have, this was a lot of fun to do, uh, drawn up charts of things that you can find as you go through the rooms of the house. Uh, so basically what that roll represents is you guys uh, wandering around uh, in Gallimaufry and exploring some of the rooms, uh, maybe uh, opening a door, expecting to find a bathroom, and it just leads out into the void and you quick shut it again. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to pull out the sapphires. Oh, like, oh, hey, guys, I, I found these earlier. Um, didn't really <laughs> this have is a the good... most disingenuous bullshit. <laughs> what? Okay, we're in the middle of a mission, right? Yeah. Like this is our time to rest. It's okay, true. This is your. This is your. Now it's time between... to handle money, or do you want me to start? No, 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 being no, no, Like, no, no. hey guys, I know we just killed a giant centipede, and we still got more shit to do, but let's start <laughs> handling money now. Okay. 
sure, sure thing. You can you can settle up with the group and be like, "Hey guys, sorry, I found these sapphires earlier." Yeah, and I'm like, uh, "Here's um," and I'm like counting the sapphires. Uh, here's a third, and here's a third. How many was that in total? I think it was something divisible by three. Yeah, it was six hundred total. So we yeah, get yeah. So you each get two hundred. So I'll take four hundred off of Cadence and give two to each of you. And then I think somebody you each had about four hundred and thirty gold. I turn to uh, Artie and I kind of point to uh, the notebook that I've had out that I've been writing in. I'm like, just about the only thing I could use is a notebook that never runs out or, I don't know, maybe something to enhance my healing powers, but... Okay. Again, out of character a little bit. I came up with things that each of you would like that fit with your specific skills that you can find as you look around the house. So you might find something like that. Uh, but if you if there was something you really wanted, like specifically a notebook that never runs out or something like that, Artie might be able to make that for you as well. You also might want him to look at the ring, too, because it's definitely a magical item. <laughs> yeah, you've just been looking at this ring, trying to decipher it, uh, but you haven't asked <laughs> you haven't asked uh, Artean or Antonia for help with it. Because I'm trying to translate it, like... And, it, including the fact that that specific book wasn't even on a shelf. It was out on a table like someone was reading it and knows what it is and can read it, and you still haven't asked. I guess. I'm, like, across the room, like, pointing to, like, you know, miming a ring on my finger, like, I'm gonna ask about the ring, and Adam's like, ugh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> begrudgingly, because he's really enjoying his study here. But... He kind of uh, holds the ring in his hand, and he's like, uh, do either of you two know what this is? I've been trying to decipher the language, but it seems like it's going to take me a while, and I figure one of you may have more insight than I do. Okay, yeah. Uh, Artan walks over, and he glances at the book, and he says, oh, uh, I, is that the, uh... The weird uh, journal that uh, Yabber was looking at. Hmm, I can't read it. But he takes the ring from you and looks at it in his hand. And uh, he uh, instantly makes some motions and starts whispering some words that you recognize because he's casting Detect Magic on it. He's doing it as a ritual, though. So I think he pulls out like a little bit of chalk and starts, you know, just he, he shoves uh, everything on the table out of the way and just starts doing it on the table. Uh, just like making chalk marks on it and like sticking some candles all over it and uh, puts the ring down in the middle and casts detect magic, looks at it for a second and then gives it back to you. And he says, uh, well, uh, it's a pretty simple spell, actually. Uh, it's a ring of teleportation. Ah, so probably how she was going to get out after murdering us all with falling ruins. <laughs> uh, Sure. If that's what she was going to do, then yeah, yeah. This is one of those magic items that, uh, oh, how do you say? Uh, you need to really get to know it, you know? Make a connection with it. Uh, but if you do that. I believe the technical term is attunement. Right. Uh, and if you do that, then, uh, you can use it to teleport. Uh, probably only once per day, though, I would think. Uh, okay. Athen, I think, puts the ring on. Okay. Uh, do you uh, use the little uh, lead shield that went over and around it? Because if you show that to Artie, he'll think that's very clever. Uh, yeah, I totally do. 
No, he's very tickled. I, I like Artie a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's a big nerd. Uh, he he sort of oozes and ahs over it. He's like, "That oh, that's genius! Look at look at that! Oh, that must have meant that if any of you tried to use magic to detect it, you wouldn't even have known it was there." Very clever. But yeah, I'm. I guess it's yours now. He says, handing it back to you. As long as it's not, you know, a tracking device for the cult or anything. All right. Flower, you had heard someone earlier mention that there was a conservatory. Uh, is that the right word, by the way, for like an indoor place with plants? Sure. Yeah. Makes sense yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what it is in, in Clue, right? The conservatory. Yeah. I have no idea. I was pretty sure that that was the right word for like a fancy house's plant room, but whatever. Yeah, there's a room full of plants. Um... You see that very cleverly um, they've rigged up some artificial uh, sunlight in here since obviously uh, Gallimaufre exists in an extra-dimensional space where there is no external sunlight, uh, but the plants seem healthy and thriving enough. There's all sorts of interesting stuff in here, um, but one thing in particular catches your eye, um, and it is a pot. Uh, you see a pot... A clay pot. Uh, it's about a foot tall, maybe, so fairly large. Uh, and it's covered in uh, what you recognize as, like, gnomish uh, designs. Uh, some kind of uh, nice, like, swirls and strokes. Um, and when you touch this pot, you can tell that there's something special about it. Uh, there's nothing planted in it at the moment, though. It's, it's just empty. It's that good kush. No, I said there's nothing planted in it. There's I know, no cushion. But you said I have it, to... but it's a pot, so I'm making oh. it. Never mind. <laughs> no, it, it's I need a, a plant pot in the a pot. A pot, not some just, pot. Just okay? a single spot pot to smoke. And it's like a plant pot, right? Not like a cooking pot. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, is a pot in a the pot. There is no pot in this pot. It is a clay pot. I got pot. the pot. Yeah, flower. You find this uh, interesting pot. And uh, it just kind of speaks to you. So you take it, uh, thinking it's interesting. And after you've been with it for a little bit, you discover it can do some pretty cool things. This is called the Traveling Gardener's Pot. Uh, and it cannot be broken uh, by non-magical means. So uh, maybe you like accidentally drop it at one point and it doesn't break. And that's cool. Uh, additionally, you discover that as a bonus action, you can dismiss the pot into a pocket dimension where it waits until you recall it. Any plant growing in the pot suffers no ill effects from being in the pocket dimension, uh, but it doesn't grow or change while it's in the extra dimensional space, uh, unless it's under a magical effect of some sort. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what you have. So flower can in fact grow pot in the pot. Yes. And hide it from the cops. <laughs> really easily <laughs> and summon it wherever you want which is how great many plants, how many plants can be in this pot uh it's, it's a foot tall it's a foot tall quite so a, quite a few so a couple small ones or one weed plants a, a few uh like I a could tree like a little no. mini herb garden in there you could you definitely could athanasius you're kind of drawn back to that library uh you love books and as you're in there, you're sort of ruffle, you know, rifling around through the books, thinking, ah, maybe there's, uh, they said, take anything I want. Maybe there are other books in here that, you know, I would like to have. And as you're 
moving around some of the books, um, you notice that there's kind of a um a curio box. Uh like one of those, is that the right word for it? Like a like a glass display case that's got some stuff in it, and some of it uh looks kind of creepy, which again is a little bit up your alley. And you feel very drawn in particular to um you just see this uh, small black velvet bag. Uh, it's pretty small, just like a little pouch. And when you pick it up, uh, and the closer you get to it, the stronger of a tug you feel towards it. You open up the bag, and out fall uh, several human finger bones. Kind of gross. But uh, once per day, if you roll a 1 on any attack, ability check, or saving throw, uh, you can re-roll uh and take whichever role is higher hey you know like Caden's supposed to be able to do but never does <laughs> right yes um this gives you just a little bit of luck uh, you only have one luck point but uh you do have that and uh Caden, you uh wander around uh is there a type of room that you're particularly drawn to hmm where, where did where did uh, Athens go? I don't know if I went to uh, plant room. Yeah, Athanasius went back to that library. Is there an observatory in this mansion? Sure. Um, unfortunately, you can't observe very much from it anymore. Uh, but it's still there. Yeah, it's got a got a medium sized telescope. Yeah. I need to look around the room. <laughs> with the telescope, fantastic. Not with the telescope. <laughs> yep, with the telescope. Okay. Um and. Uh, uh, as soon as you do that, um, uh, you see a, like light glinting off something, uh, and it it <laughs> it blinds you a little bit. Yeah, not not again, <laughs> but you're like, oh no, not again. And when you stop looking through the telescope, you realize that the light was shining on a uh, sort of beautiful uh, crystal bottle uh, that looks like it's full of a clear liquid. Ooh. Yeah, it's just kind of sitting on a table. Take a look at that. Okay. Um, when you sort of like open it and smell it a little bit and everything, uh, it seems to be water, but you can tell that this, this is no ordinary water. This is like the purest, most wonderful water you've ever had. You said in a past episode that the very best, uh, water for brewing tea was like fresh rainwater, but this, this is like, um, like pure, like glacial spring water. This is, this is awesome. Uh, and if you... Uh, drink this water, uh, it will permanently increase your hit po- point total by three. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't drink it. He pours it on the floor. Mm, Caden ponders. <laughs> mm, should I do what DM wants me to do? Oi, this is not... Look, any of these things... Look, you don't have to drink it. You could keep it no. and give it to somebody else. You could bargain it for something else that you want. This is just a thing that you have now. You can do with it anything that you like. Kane's gonna store it. Okay. As safely as he can. He stores it in a special slot in his his uh, rucksack. Okay. That, uh, he puts important things in. Okay. And I think maybe as you're wandering around, you also take a swing through the kitchen, and something catches your eye. Uh, oh. You see uh, a little tin, and it says tea on it. And you think, oh, tea. I love tea. More tea. Uh, when you open it up, you have never uh, had this kind of tea before. Ooh. All right. 
Well, let's store that. Just goes around picking stuff up. Basically, basically, you're just going around uh, Gallimaufry and pocketing what you find. Yeah. And then I remember my tea set is in the prison room. <laughs> you left it with Virginia. <laughs> By now, she's probably broken it down into scrap and used it to escape. Well, Rayla's supposed to be in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Jo- I'm joking. Okay. She hasn't. She hasn't done that. Caden's like, no, my tea. <laughs> I want to go. Uh, go to that. Go to that prisoner room and pop my head in. Okay. Everything look fine? Yeah, Raya's sitting on the ground. She looks really bored because she doesn't even have her knives. Oh, hey, uh, what, what's up? Oh, um, I just needed my, uh, tea kit back, uh. Oh, yeah. I can go get your knives for you if you want. Uh, aren't you afraid I'm gonna slit her throat? No. Yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna. All right. Ken gets the tea stuff and then, uh, he goes, gets the knives and brings it back and like, here you go. All right, she starts putting them all back in their various hiding places. Thanks, thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem. I think uh, I think we're gonna go get some rest. Yeah, uh, there are bedrooms somewhere, usually. All right, I, I, I go. I'll go find one. All right, catch you. Catch you later. <laughs> all right, smell you later, little dude. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited by Cloud and Audrey and produced by Cloud. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for his awesome advice. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us next week on Tales from the Table.